0: Welcome to the That Don't Fit Podcast, a podcast where we're dedicated to talking about life and life's real issues that cross racial and generational lines. My name is Jared Torrance, and I'm here with my co-host, Andy Farmer. We're friends, we're pastors, we're wanting to help people talk and process life in a crazy world. Welcome to the conversation. Was that the clap? Yes. That was the clap? Okay, great, perfect. Do another one? Or that was good. (laughs) 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 I do, I love that clap so much, man. All right. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of That Don't Fit. We, um, this is our final one on the albums. And during this time, I'm sure you guys have gotten to know us so much and know everything about us. And so I'm gonna tell you guys what I've learned about Andy through his albums. Is that that what we're doing? That's what we're doing. (laughs)
1: Everything you need to know about me is yes. in my music.
0: <laughs> Andy was was a a, a ruckus raucous man. He he Boy. was rock, rock and roll, <laughs> and uh, I feel like I don't know if leather jackets were in at that time, but I feel like you could have rocked one and, and wouldn't have been opposed. Like I people. did have a leather jacket. I in fact, <laughs> so let me interject here. Let me yes, tell you how I yes. got my leather jacket.
1: <laughs> I was I went to Fayetteville, North Carolina. Outside of Fort Bragg, and I went to a pawn shop. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. And I bought my Harley black leather jacket in a pawn shop in Fayetteville, North Carolina. I put it on. I put my hand in the pocket. That's it. That's And I found a guitar pick. Oh, my goodness. This is... (laughs) (laughs) And then... And then five, eight years later, I still had it, and I was working with international students. I was a believer now, Yes. and there was this very small Chinese guy from Taiwan who was a police uh, officer yes. who oh lived my with us, and he admired the jacket, so Ooh. when he left, I gave it to him. Oh, my goodness. So it is somewhere in yeah. Taiwan right now. <laughs> Is the guitar pick still in that part in Taiwan, it never gets below like 60 degrees. So I don't know if he ever wore it.
0: That's fantastic. And you know what? Fantastic. Nothing about that surprised
1: me because,
0: because of these albums that I've listened to. That is, that is so great. Uh, but you were also a soccer player too, right? right so like yep. you, you, you had the athletic swag. You had the nobody mess with me, but not in an aggressive way. Just like a, we're doing this, I feel like.
1: Yeah, it's just me. Yeah, <laughs> just being, just being me.
0: <laughs> Andy, what have you learned? What have you learned about
1: about? Well, me? I learned that that JT went through sort of a dreadlock emo period, <laughs> which I really want to find pictures of. I just want to, I want to just look at your facial expression during that time. I would just love to watch you walk around. <laughs> Well, it was confusing because,
0: you know, I feel. Because you're a wrestler. Yeah, I was and, a wrestler and, a football and that player. Don't, that don't fit. That don't fit, man. <laughs> My whole life has been this podcast. I don't yeah. fit. Hippie swinging dreadlock hair, mopey, but also happy go lucky. Like, who was I? Like, I. <laughs> but yes, no, keep going. That's good. That's
1: yeah. good. And I also realized that, that uh, again, I listen to music different than you. You listen to music, and you get immersed in the experience like you're listening to it for the first time. Yes, yes. Like, you put on something that's one of your favorites, and Mm -hmm. you'll go back there, and... and and it just envelops you. Yes, you know that's good. My music kind of sends me off into thinking about different things. Yours is just like yeah. you go back in the moment. Yes, and so yep. music just grabs you and sucks you in, and you <laughs> you live in it for while you're listening to it, mm-hmm. and uh, and then have trouble pulling of away. That's out funny. It. Yeah, that's absolutely so, right. Yeah,
0: that's hilarious. Yeah.
1: But also very diverse. I mean, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the stuff you've shared. It's like okay, this is this guy's all over the map you know i wouldn't i wouldn't want to be able to predict the next the next album he would like yes (laughs) that's excellent all right so who
0: who's starting this one off you start. want me to start okay i will do um this album is uh by a group technically called owen um it's called at home with owen it's a it's a shorter little ep about when uh, this came out in 2006. I wow. didn't find this until about 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah. 2000 early 2009. So actually uh shout out to Bryce Wood. He introduced me to, uh, to all different kinds of music, uh, in high school. And then this was kind of on one of the rabbit trails. Cause Mike Kinsella, who's the lead vocalist of, of this, of this band, uh, was in a big, like Midwest emo group called, uh, American football. And, uh, you know he he's a drummer and whenever drummers write guitar music there's a lot of like uh rhythmically interesting things and he he was he's kind of a a, a strange dude altogether but kind of like mellow so in this song this song in this album at home with Owen a lot of the reasons why i like it is because uh you know i'd be in my my freshman year of college i uh I did not have a roommate because I signed up for school so ridiculously late. They just like stuck me in Grant Tower. Uh, Shout out to N.I.U. Huskies. And uh, and so I'd be contemplative uh, of the week, dreading the 5 a.m. practice that was coming the next day, but wanted to kind of put my mind at ease. And so like this would be like my nighttime music. And uh, so you would dread practice. The morning ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Once you got
1: there, it's one fine. more reason why I'm glad I didn't wrestle.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's wrestling so weird. Cause it's like the worst thing ever. And also the best thing ever. And until you're there into it happening, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's such a hard sport. Um, but this would be this guy. He, he influenced me a lot in like songwriting kind of things too. Like the melodies and tunes he's able to put together, uh, would be so unique to me. He, he was one of those guys that, you know, each song is like a different ridiculous, obnoxious guitar tuning with like a half capo on like a third of the strings or something like that. And, uh, so what it led me to do was to try and like recreate some of like his, even just like the patterns he would have in his, in his songwriting. When you be writing. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm writing. Yes. So this guy would be more influential because of writing. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have the greatest voice, but he would, he, the the way like the melody is going on the guitar and musically is kind of if you can see this on the video it's going like this and he would just kind of talk sing yeah over it mm-hmm. so this is going and there's just like a talk sing and sometimes he wouldn't even rhyme sometimes it does like what he's singing doesn't even match up perfectly with with uh musically what's going on yeah but it's just like so it's like slow poetry over really beautiful music and like the way mm-hmm. he would bring in pianos and different things and there's a lot of instrumental pieces in here just like beautiful music um so what are you listening
1: are you listening to earphones you're listening to on the i had
0: some speakers speakers i had some speakers that i would put on one like
1: right here no it was well
0: i wish you could see my dorm room it it was a closet uh that had didn't even have a bed they had two like futons that were like face to face that Uh you would like kind of pull out yeah and uh but since it was only me in there it actually it felt like you know i had like this luxury space which it wasn't it was like smaller than this table um but yeah, I would lay. I would lay. I had. I would have these playlists that I would sleep to. Yeah, and it was m- most majority of it would be Owen uh, and different different things. But yeah. his lyrics aren't like nice. Like he's not like a nice guy.
1: Yeah,
0: and so uh, like this song called "Bad News" is just like whatever it is you think you are, you aren't a good friend, unique, <laughs> well written, or smart. Yeah, and now you know. But like that line takes like. Two and a half minutes to get through because like there's this beautiful like droning mel- yeah. like droning so he's just out. shoving your face in it. <laughs> yes, it's, just, <laughs> it's like, hey man, maybe you should talk to him about what's what's going on. So this is what fed into emo JT with his yeah, dreads of that's swinging. Right, yeah, all these lyrics like... getting into my heart. So did that make you angry? Did you get up uh, angry or were you like it? I, it, it more lends itself to self righteousness. Okay, I think so. Yeah. It'll just be like, yeah, those guys aren't good friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so trust anybody.
1: That's at home with Owen. Yeah. That's, that's great. Um, yeah, I uh, I got two albums I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda talk about i uh, 'cause I'm gonna spend most of the time on my last album, but um two albums came out about the same time, seventy seven, seventy eight. Again, if you've been tracking all my albums end uh, by really the end of the end of the seventies because then I came to Christ shortly after that and that kinda wasted all my music approach for, for like ten years. And it took me a while to build it back up, but so these albums are are, are formative for me growing up and getting through college, um, not for who I am necessarily now. Uh, so they're a snapshot. So so one of them is uh, an album uh, by Neil Young. I'm a big Neil Young fan. Of, I liked this one a lot. <laughs> yeah, and so it's uh, it's called Comes a Time. Actually, he had he had some great music. Seventies was kind of his golden era, and uh, 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 again, Psalm at least once in concert, saw him during, uh, during his Russ Never Sleeps tour. Um, but, uh, but this is a, Neil's funny. He has sort of a grunge side and he has a like mellow side. Yes. Yep. And his albums kind of, kind of, I was
0: confused at yeah. certain points. So I was like, oh, he's got an electric guitar and oh, he's kind of,
1: yeah. Okay. But a lot of times his whole albums are basically sort of country or okay. their or his grunge. And so this is more of a, of a mellow album, um, really beautiful though. i mean he he uh the the story behind it is he uh he he recorded all these songs as as solos and then the record company said you you gotta gotta put a band behind them and he usually would just say no he didn't ever do what his record company said so so he he said yeah i'll put a band behind it and it really worked nicely but the thing about it is at that time um you know it's 78 and this is you know you'd listen to it wouldn't be like you. What's the next album that's coming out? Albums aren't dropping that much, mm-hmm. um, so big albums. And so you'd listen to an artist and you would just add it to your collection. I mean, this is back in the day okay, when you have yeah, the yeah. album collection. Yes, you yeah. have a big box of your albums and you've you got a fake
0: fi- like yeah go. Through. You're figuring
1: through. Them. And when you go into somebody's dorm room, that's what you do. You're checking out their album. Yes, you know, They're and doing every- what
0: we're doing now.
1: Yeah, we're doing what we're doing now. <laughs> but you're also evaluating self-righteously. <laughs> What they're doing now, so you better make sure your album collection passes the test. test. Yes, you know you don't want to have something in there. Like I wouldn't have put Three Dog Night in my, in my, in my, in that album collection. I would stay at home, you know, because uh, album you are your album collection. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, awesome. so but Neil's this album has some songs in it that at the time I'm just beginning to wrestle more profoundly with with who I am and mm-hmm. things that God has started to do in my life, dissatisfaction with my direction, uh, starting to see kind of the, the cracks in the world that I had and, hmm. and friends starting to go South. I had a friend, one of my best friends in high school right around that time, uh, wrecked his car in a DUI and died. Oh. Um, and, uh, started to just see things happening around yeah. me. And I just, it's this awareness that, that the way I'm I'm adding up life ain't right. Yeah. And wasn't committed to doing anything differently, but but Neil's asking these questions and he's and he's and he's kinda he just sort of throws open these things in kind of just really interesting ways where I was I would sit there and listen to it. Kind of it'd be a nighttime out I'd yes, be sitting yeah. there. Now my in my in my uh dorm room I had these giant Bose 501 speakers. Oh come on. Yes, seriously, and uh, and and so like you're talking about a room like maybe like ten by twelve, with two giant five hundred ones, and yes. you, know, you could you could you could you could project to a whole party with them, and I yes. would just turn them up in my room. But Neil was kind of quiet late night, mm-hmm. and or or come back into the day. Yes, like, you know uh, uh, you know after a long day at class, you just need kind of a break and. And particularly with girl issues, was just like, mm-hmm. okay, you're just you just help me keep my head on. That yeah. was Neil. Yeah. You know, Neil basically, even though he's kind of a wacko, helped <laughs> keep my head on during that time, and that's why I really appreciate it. Interesting about the albums is he he the first press of the albums are about two hundred thousand albums that he he that he thought sounded terrible. Okay. So he bought them all back. Stop. He bought two hundred thousand albums, <laughs> dude. <laughs> And and then he shot holes in every single one with a gun. Hey man. <laughs> so nobody it's, could ever use. Yeah, yeah. And then he it. and then he used them then he then he used them to to uh to roof a house. They, he used no, them as shingles for a house.
0: It's too much happening here with these albums. <laughs> So I that's think I got one of the
1: pre-shot ones. But uh I thought he sounded fine, but it was so funny. That He's is like, so yeah. funny. So yeah. So that's Neil Young. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, there was one
0: song on here that like because the whole thing is mellow, but at some point something big happened. I don't know if it's the second or last song or the last song. He picked up the electric and I was like, Oh, yeah. I did not anticipate yeah. this coming at all. Yeah. All right. Next up for me is an album called The Midnight Organ Fight by frightened rabbit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like this band. I <laughs>
0: the, the, I like I like these guys. I still listen to these guys kind of uh regularly. They still play? Mhm. Uh well, their lead singer just recently passed away. Uh last, uh last year. So there's actually a tribute album that came out because I think it's been uh like uh, just about 20 years 20 years since Midnight Organ Fight came out. Um but yeah, so they kind of went on a bit of a hiatus uh since then. But this guy, these guys, so I I found, this album came out in 2007, and uh, I found these guys because I was really into a lot of Ireland bands. So like uh, Damien Rice, Bell X1, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Glenn Hanson's Twelve Season, which I talked yeah, yeah, about on the yeah. last episode. And from there, you kind of get into like this different World you know, want to go to
1: Ireland? and I just do. Do the whole. Thing, I want to busk
0: in Ireland yeah. someday. <laughs> like I just, I, I just feel like yeah. that would be, yeah. that would be really, You're really great. Streets of Dublin. Yeah, man. I can man. See it right now, that needs to happen <laughs> at some point. Although I feel like it's cold in Ireland a lot. Uh, yeah, and wet, and wet. Yeah. So yeah. It does, I don't think it would be a good, ex, like, fun experience. But I. Well, you wouldn't be hot. You'd be. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, yeah. At some point, I do want to do, yeah. do that with like gloves on that have little holes little in the fingers so I can stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But uh, so I, I found this guy through there because there's another band called the Twilight Sad, mm-hmm. which is another like,
1: <laughs> which is, <laughs> a, which is another a great day. <laughs> <it. laughs> oh, yeah. I'm gonna, that'll can't right up. That'll I can't wait. I can't wait. Hey, we're going to the beach. Let's put this on. <laughs>
0: That's good, and and uh, so the Twilight Side was kind of a introduction to like the the, the Scotland's kind of of these, yeah. of this crew. Yeah. So, uh, Frightened Rabbit is a is a Scottish rock band, and uh, this album, man, it is. Uh, I, I typically am into storytelling albums. Yeah. This one is is not only like a storytelling album, but it's like a good story yeah. that has some twists and has some turns turns and it's not it doesn't keep you guessing as much as others do like a lot of them are like super up to interpretation obviously there's some interpretation in this one but uh i think uh musically this one goes all over all over the map i have some uh mellower songs they have some songs that are like driving and really going and i have some like reflective ones as well which is like it it taught it talks through uh, a breakup and um you know, even the imagery is just beautiful. So like the first opening song is called The Modern Leper. So he like, as this breakup happened, he just feels like he's lost an entire like limb of his body. And, uh, but then he like, you know, he just like, I'm gonna work myself up in the next song, I feel better. Mm -hmm. But even even the course, I feel better, then I feel worse, then I feel worse and then better. So it just talks about like the dynamic of how he's processing these things. And there's a really, um, there's a really beautiful section in this album where it talks about my, uh, the song number nine is called my backwards walk. And it's like his resolve of like, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. I can't yeah. just keep going back and forth and doing these kinds of things. And, and uh, I'm drawing a line in the sand and the line that I've drawn, uh, it needs to be between you and me. Like yeah. I need to stop drawing lines to you. I need to draw this line between you and me. And then, um, uh, the next song called keep yourself warm has some explicit language, but it is, uh, it just talks about how love is so much more than just like physical intimacy and things. So like that. So it's
1: like a whole album it's a whole about relationships. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: And, uh, the song poke is like an ode, like a, a more resolved, happier, like, you know what? It's okay that these things happened. Like I, yeah. we've got to move on for it. And then floating in the fourth, Actually, talks about like, uh, because he's a big like mental health guy, yeah. Uh, he would really speak because he, he wrestled with depression, he wrestled with all yeah. these things, the lead singer did. And uh, floating in the fourth, um, there's a there's a a, a line like the whole song builds yeah. to like this, you know, I'll save suicide for another day, yeah. and then at the end, there's like this big musical mm-hmm. thing, and he says, mm-hmm. I'll save suicide for another year, which is supposed to be like a yeah. a positive outcome yeah. of this kind of thing. And it's a really good album, um, a lot of good songwriting. There's a song called the twist where he wrestles with like I don't care I just want anybody like I need just need somebody around me yeah. I don't even care if you know my name blah blah, blah. But, he, but then at the end of that song there's a resolve like no my name is David like yeah. I need to like keep my dignity I don't know the album the album's really good and yeah. their other albums are great as well um well, I
1: appreciate this the fact that you know he's he's digging deep enough into those themes mm-hmm. where you know you feel like okay you you're getting and it's not obtuse yes you, yeah. know, you feel like okay it's it's uh I mean, those are all things people people experience. Yeah, and uh, in some form, you know, yeah, it's that sense of. I mean, I, I you know, there were time when I was like, I, I don't, I want go on. I'm, exactly. You know,
0: and you know, and if you, what's sad is like the the lead singer did. Um, I, I believe he took his life. Mm. And uh, but how, like, all the comments on all of like their YouTube things and even just uh, things on their on their social media pages are just stories and stories and stories of how many people benefited from him who yeah. were like on the edge yeah and they're like your music brought me back your music stopped me from doing this and and that and
1: so you're a believer at the time how did that uh, how did you listen to this as yeah a, as a believer
0: yeah it was um it so in college i i was uh i always went out with all the people and things like that um and enjoyed just being around people yeah. but i really you know i was always the the driver to yeah. make ensure everybody was safe. Yeah. Um, but what happened was, you know, at the end of the nights, I would really see the emptiness of what yeah. everybody was chasing. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was sad. Like, there were some nights like, you know, you're up till three or four in the morning and you're talking with one of your buddies who is just so contemplative and reflective and feeling empty.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, it's so, like, I hated New Year's Eve. Mm. I hated it mm. like I'm I'm actually about to cry thinking about it right now because you know it's you have all these built up expectations and hopes and all these people like hoping like this is the year where I will find purpose or all these different yeah. kind of things and so they're throwing all of their stock and things and in, into the stuff and it's just like and then the bell strikes yeah and then and you wake up tomorrow and you wake up the next day and yeah. nothing has changed yeah. and so th- this type of music kind of helped me like just process and step yeah. into yeah. Those, uh, those emotions and step into those feelings yeah. and empathize with those people and just be like, this is, it was almost like a psychological exercise to kind of walk through how yeah. you process h- hardship and pain apart from Christ. Yeah.
1: Well, that, yeah, that's interesting because I think that that's, uh, you know, to listen to music uh, like this. Mm-hmm. You know, as a follower of Christ, re- yeah. a redeemed person, mm-hmm. it's not just look what I've been redeemed from, but I think it to help us enter into, you know, this is this is this is artistic expression yeah. of real life. Yes. Yeah. Uh, unvarnished without a savior. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to we, we live in our cocoons and, and Christian worlds, and sometimes the way to access where people are really living yeah. is through this kind of art. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. That's great. That's good. That's good so another album uh, artist named Elvis Costello um, and the album is called My Aim is True Came out again 78, 79 listen to it kind of you know through my college years uh, it's classified you know if musically as sort of a new wave album okay um is it what happened is in that in the late 70s uh punk rock was a big thing okay um so sex pistols and you know and 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 punk was just angry just angry <laughs> yes, yes. you know angry and if you're not angry then you're despairing and you just kind of go and you don't get much beyond that little range yes i'm angry i'm despairing and i'm 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 screaming and i'm shouting mm-hmm. and it's loud and you know punk's always been that way but that's kind of where it started it okay. was just less and i and the songs are just raw and rough but there were there were musical artists who were really artists who were in that genre mm-hmm. who felt like i want to write i just don't want to I don't. I just don't want to emote. Okay. Yeah. I actually want to create. Gotcha. And so Elvis uh, Costello was one of those guys. British guy. Uh, no, probably Irish actually. There we go. Um, and uh, and so he. This is his first album. And um, it's interesting because because uh, he recorded it in like like six four hour sessions. So about twenty four hours the whole album is cut. And uh, and um, but. I'd love to hear your impression of listening. to I it. couldn't figure out what was happening. It's yeah.
0: <laughs> like I'm just, like, yeah. I'm just yeah. like, all right. So he listened to a blues song, and then this song happened. Yeah, and then the rest is it's ruckus, wildness, and yeah. but oh, but no, now it's I couldn't figure out the genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I was just yeah. like, what is this?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, if you followed
1: Elvis uh, over time, yeah, he's he's, he's generalist. He'll do anything. Oh, okay, like he's he's recorded with the kronos quartet he's he's done he's done country he's done everything okay um uh he's done jazz so he's he's a tremendous musician interesting okay um but this is kind of his new new wave sort of early period but the thing that uh that that affected me this album feels most like I was right before I came to Christ. Mm. Okay. If you listen yeah. to these lyrics, if you listen to the way he sings, if you listen to what's going on, yeah, because it's not pure anger. I had no reason to be angry. Mm-hmm. I, everything was fine. You <laughs> I mean I had a bad breakup with a relationship? It doesn't everybody, um, and uh, and and it was m- mostly my fault. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and so mm. I can't, and I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm in college. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. You know, I'm a, That's what's happening. A, yeah. Well, no, that it's just like, I'm not, I'm not living on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. You got some good things so going all for you my angst <laughs> is self-driven. <laughs> that's right. Right. That's right. Uh, and, uh, but it's what you do. But there's something about this album that's, that, that represents this sense of, I don't really believe in anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to believe in anything. And I'm not even angry. I'm just kind of irritated. <laughs> and I just don't like my life or, or anybody else's life. Mm-hmm. And I'm snarky. You know, I yeah. just... thats Elvis is just a snarky gotcha. guy there. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's all ironic. <laughs> it's all... He 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 sort of thinks he makes you sort of think. Okay, this is really dark, but then he says something that well. But he's never light. It's all when you listen. I have a hard time listening to the album now. Listening to the lyrics because I'm thinking. Yeah. You're just, you're just snarky dark. <laughs> and uh, and that was me. I just I, it was fine. I could function. I wasn't in depression. I wouldn't say I was depressed. Okay. But I just was like the world just is it's just a mess and I'm a mess and we're all a mess. And, yeah. and now it's just about commentating on it. Gotcha. Right. And that's kind of where he's coming from. And, and so I listened to the album and really right up till the day I got saved, mm-hmm. you know, that was my mood. That was my mood in life. Low level and God innovation. had to, God had to rescue me because it was ultimately hopeless. So when I look at the yeah. lesson to Elvis, it's a hopeless album, but it's not a hopeless, despairing album. Mm, gotcha. It's a hopeless, uh, it's a, it's a uh, Ecclesiastes album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, under the sun, it don't it don't matter. That's it just good. doesn't matter. So that's what that's why I put it in here because I, th- I feel like it represents where I was at that time, right before I came to Christ. That's good. Yeah. Ecclesiastes album. I like that. Yeah.
0: All right, The Mocker and The Monarch is my next album. Yeah, The Mocker and The Monarch, which is, just a, first of all, cool title, by Taylor Gray, T-A-E-L-O-R, Gray. I love Taylor Gray. I think he's like the most underrated hip-hop artist. Mm-hmm. People don't know his name, and they really need to. Taylor Gray, look him up. Listen yeah. to everything he's got. Just pumps out fantastic content. Uh, this album, it was hard for me to choose an album because uh, there's so many other things that he's done. A lot of them are shorter EPs, but this i think this was my first introduction to him so this came out in 2015 uh but he had been rapping for a long 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 time um he has a brother named kristen gray who's also in they're not even really in the christian hip-hop world uh they kind of are but kind of Mm -hmm. aren't um which i I really like about them because through this who they feature i get introduced to all these different kind of guys who the features on their albums but this album man even just the wordplay that's in the opening and ending Cause he kind of talks about his journey of faith. He talks about, um, his securities. He talks about, uh, he just rap like, it's like, it's like a, his brother has a, has a, a line on another al- album called every verse is like a journal entry. Yeah. And that's what this kind of feels like. There's, he's just, he's just telling you how it's going. And so the first song called Holloman, hollow man, H O L L O W man. Um, kind of talks about his brokenness and his disparity different things like that and then verse or verse chapter 11 <laughs> see it's like it's like a I mean it's it's it feels like that the final song song 11 is called Hallow Man mm-hmm. H-A-L-L-O-W Man which features his his brother Kristen yeah. Gray on it and uh, just talks about what happens in his life, and and even like harkening back and wanting to get back to the days like he he's like we used to just pray for hours at, at the end of concerts like it would just turn into worship and things like that and we need to get back to those kinds of things yeah. and the production on this album is fantastic the beats he put together are so great I'm pretty sure uh, Swoop had something to do with uh, Swoop Swoop is an amazing producer and he mm-hmm. and Taylor Gray works a lot with Swoop gotcha. which is another cool little what's title. the label.
1: Hmm? What's the label?
0: Old, I, I think he's it? independent, man. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's on a label. Yeah. Because, um, he he's a he's a pastor gotcha. as well. Okay. Um, yeah. He's also unapologetically a continuationist, mm-hmm. and um, has some has some qualms with reform theology, but still like likes the dudes. But he, he's helped me healthily critique uh the camp I'm in. Yeah, and uh, I don't think that's something that any camp excels at is sure. self-critique, self-critique while still appreciating yeah. it. Yeah, and um, so there's certain lines he he drops in there about Calvinists and certain things like that that I am like, ooh, yeah. that's painfully true, and uh, so I really appreciate that about him. Uh, his his uh, his cadence, his rhythms, his wordplay, uh, his references are amazing. We're we're around the same age, so a lot of his deep cut references I can pick up on, which mm-hmm. is a, a newer thing for me as I'm starting to. Uh, fine guys around my age that are Rappers and things like that and uh, he's just solid man. He's been around for a long time yeah. and the last thing I'll say about him as a person is just um, You know, there was some there was some fallout in the Christian hip-hop circles with his brother uh, for some accusations and certain things that actually did happen and uh, what Taylor Gray did is he re-released a, a uh, or no, know he put together an album with his brother under a different moniker, uh, and all the proceeds from that album, all the the money that he got from it, he gave directly to his brother That's to right. help him out because his brother yeah. was out of work. Yeah. Uh, because you know, if you get labeled a certain thing, you 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 can't really just go out and, and do so. So his brother was yeah. essentially jobless. Yeah. And uh, Taylor Gray, his younger Taylor Gray's the younger brother as yeah. well, which is just another little cool little thing. Cool. Um, really stepped up and helped helped his brother out and. Uh, they just have, and it's, it's it feels dynamic when they get together, when they feature each other on their yeah. songs. It's just like, yeah, there's something about family doing this together yeah. uh, in hard times and and standing out. Uh, but yeah, it's great. It's really, right. really, really, really fantastic. Listen to all of his stuff. Yeah. I would like to get more into the specifics of that album, but I'm not going to do that because we will run out of time. Mm-hmm. But listen to The Mocker and The Monarch by Taylor Gray. It's, and a, the great title. Title. it's a great title. It's a great title.
1: One of the things I love about you, when, you know, when you're talking about particularly your favorite hip-hop albums is... is you describe a community, mm-hmm. you know, where there's there's issues, yeah, you know, yep. and there's strife and there's other things, yep. but you, you know, I, I love that sense that that the Christian hip hop community is it's a it's an acknowledged community and 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 it and there's dialogue in it, yes, yeah, and there's there's things happening, and I think that's a, you know musically I think from a you know a a, a collection of artists, mm-hmm. um. To be in that kind of interface is really cool. I mean, yeah. I, I'm outside of it, so I feel like I'm very jealous of that. I feel like, man, I'd love to be able to kind of be in that sort of thing. Yes, yeah. Because generally artists function in isolation. Yes, yep. And uh, the collaboration, uh, oh, you so know, great. The, the, the interaction is really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, my last one uh, is, is, a, is, a, is a live album, actually, a bootleg album, uh, oh, Bruce yes. Springsteen. <laughs> yes. Um, winterland 1978 it's a it's a bootleg of a concert and and really this is more springsteen has always functioned like like my cool older uncle yes like he's about 10 years older (laughs) than me um but throughout my life he's always been sort of okay where springsteen's going is kind of where i need to be a pain not because i'm going to go where he's going but because how he where he is at that moment i think i can cue into what Somebody like me is going to f- be affected by yeah. But the so the album is the reason I put a bootleg album in there is because it's a, it's a concert. I saw two two shows on that tour, um, which was a very long tour. So those songs represent the songs that were really life shaping to me, but in the way I really loved them. Okay, because if you're a Springsteen fan back then, you're saying, "Give me the live album." You know, give me yes. the live album because yeah, yeah. your, your studio albums aren't capturing what we're experiencing. Okay, yeah. So my first experience, 77, uh, I guess, uh, I'm, I'm, I want to go see a concert. I was a big concert guy. Um, I didn't really know him. Mm-hmm. I knew like one song. So I, back then you go to these, uh, and I've probably talked this before, you go to this little kiosk and you'd buy, a, literally buy a ticket. And if they didn't have the tickets there, you couldn't buy a ticket to the show. When they ran out you didn't have tickets it. <laughs> so i went there and i went for one another show and they had sold that show out of another artist i don't forget who it is um and but they said we just got these bruce springsteen tickets in and i'm like I don't, who is it oh that song yeah born to run yeah we got that okay yeah oh uh, he said oh yeah we got a second row seat here i said okay oh, sure wow yeah i'll buy it boom 650 i think was, <laughs> <you know? laughs> so it went with me and my buddy then you only knew one song yes we get there uh concert starts and it 's in a a ballroom almost maybe four or five thousand people um but there's a uh, we 're down in front of a of a uh of a orchestra pit okay right yeah, and so he 's up on stage and then he jumps down in the middle of an, a second song uh blinded by the light yeah. no uh spirits in the night he jumps down in the orchestra pit and uh and he disappears because i oh. can 't see him because i we 're down on floor yes. level. Yeah, I can't yeah, see yeah. him, and then he jumps over the orchestra pit. <laughs> Like down to the front, yeah, and then he started singing the song, and then he came and he laid down right next to me (laughs) on the floor, and so I'm really hitting him on the knees. This is Roger Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just singing like this, you yes. know. And then he, he jumps up. That's and awesome. then, you know, it's not you know people crowd surfing those kind of things, but yes. but the idea that this guy would incarnate, yes, like yes. down right in front of, in like next to me, and actually put himself in a position where I could step on him, yeah, if I, you know, or harm him and harm him. Um, <laughs> I was just sold, right? Okay, yes, this is this guy. is it. I'm. In. But I was down in down south, and nobody listened to him. He's a Jersey guy, right? Oh, okay, yeah. So like nobody listened to him. And so, anyway, I, 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 I graduate, I go to college, at, to North Carolina, but everybody on my college soccer team is from Jersey, Philadelphia, or Delaware, and they're all Springsteen fanatics. Okay, well. And it's sort of like, I found my home.
0: Yes, I'm, I'm, coming, I'm coming home, I'm back. Yeah, and these that's guys have hilarious. deep catalogs. They're introducing yes. me to deep catalog oh, and that's all awesome. these stories,
1: right? And so we're totally into it. So, uh, so my freshman season of soccer, I'd, I'd, I was starting – Right, i uh, and uh, and so Springsteen was playing in, in, in Atlanta again um, at the Fox Theater, and uh, and so we're like we got to go, right? So it was like a Sunday night, I want to say, and so we had a we had a game the next day at two o'clock. Oh no, nope. right? <laughs> so it's like a, it's like an eight-hour drive, dude. So-, <laughs> so you canceled, right? No, I went. You <laughs> we went. <laughs> And That's so ridiculous. we drove down Sunday, you know, in my pickup truck, I had a yellow pickup truck, drive down, three guys in the pickup truck, Stop. and uh, and we, we get there, we see the show, phenomenal show, and then we drive back overnight. Oh my gosh! Uh, unfortunately, coach finds out. Stop. Right, so I get benched, <laughs> and and uh, and I didn't I didn't respond well. <laughs> and so my coach, because he was a football coach, ultimately he was, yes. you know, he's not a soccer coach. He doesn't understand. No, these are soccer players.
0: Yes, yes. You know,
1: they don't respond to, Display. you know, to to manhood challenges. Right. They just say whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so eventually, I quit the team. Oh gosh. You know, yeah. uh, and he got fired. So oh. I was able to come back the next year. But, <laughs> but it, but I sort of realized I really didn't. I love soccer, but mm-hmm. I'd rather do rock and roll, and uh, <laughs> leather jacket. Here we go. <laughs> so it really kind of uh, so that was another experience. So anyway, fast forward, yeah. almost forty years, and my son Grant, Springsteen's coming to Philly, and uh, and my son Grant says, "You got to go see him." I'm like, "Man, I'm not, I'm not going to a concert," you know. <laughs> And he sort of kicked us off on this. Let's go see all these, all these, bands. all these bands. Oh, so that's saw, awesome! You know, we we've seen uh, Stevie Wonder and oh come on, you know, man. and U two and yeah, you know. yeah. But so he he got me to go. So we go to this concert. So I, I mean, think about this man. Think about your own life. Right. You're 29 years old. Yep, right, yep. yep. It's almost exactly 40 years from the last time I saw him to this time I saw. That's him. That's insane. 40 year gap in my life. Yes, right. Yeah. And I go, and I'm sitting there, and he does a four hour show. Yeah, yeah. It was well, the second longest show he's ever done. Wow. He, the the longest show was the previous night, and and he was <laughs> he, he 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 finished two minutes shorter in this show. Oh my gosh. So a little over four hours, no opening act, no no. Are you serious? No opening act and no intermission. Oh my god. Four hours straight. It it wore Grant out. I was
0: going to say, my, my goodness, man. So the guy's
1: 65 years old. Like, like I'm he's got to take a nap, I'm right? He's probably still I, exactly, taking a nap. Yeah. I can't rake leaves for four <laughs> hours. But this guy is up there and was delivering Wayland. the whole time. Wow, um, that's so, so yeah, so he's always been that guy for me. Like even now, I just put out an album. Um, and it's a reflection on being in a band for 50 years. And 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 interaction with audience and and developing it, so the thing I appreciate about Springsteen is he's always been authentic. Yeah. Um, he's always been authentic to his age. He's not trying to say I'm younger. He's actually taken his age changes and he sort of said, Adapted. "How do I reflect on that?" Yeah. And how do I turn that into music? And so so uh, the reason I, I I chose that is because I felt like there's something of a soundtrack of my life. Mm. Not so much that all the songs fit where I've gone, because I'm I'm following Christ. He's yeah. not, um, but this idea like that as he's grown older, he's how can I create music that reflects the, you know the, the the brevity of life, yeah. the short experience I have in life, and and again when I think about music, uh, that's what you want. So so particularly in pop music, it, if if you're not young, yeah. And if you're not writing about things, that you know that's what you sell. Yeah. And so I think there's this sense where I have, and and I'm listening to this album he just put out, and I thought, yeah, these are these are ideas that guys like me think about. Mm-hmm. And um, and so to me, part of this, it, it kind of brings us up to kind of as we start to close out, just just looking at music as in the way it interacts with us. Mm-hmm. Now we, we're going to probably get a whole show talking about worship music sometime, and oh snap, yeah, I'd love to do that, but. But but, for this it, it's kind of had this sense to me of of uh of their insights that people have when they face mortality without God mm-hmm. and uh and that doesn't you know I have Christ, I have right. a, an eternal hope, but I need to hear that because I don't want to waste these years. Mm-hmm. one of the things you hear and, and what you see and even now is that let's not waste these years let's not just kind of mail it in. Let's be something with our lives. Let's let's leave something behind. Yeah. And so, you know, we we've kind of looked at a lot of music here, and but I but I think the my hope in doing this would just get to know you better through it, <laughs> and also just to reflect on how, you know, the gift of the the common grace of music, music that we listen yeah. to, yep. how it's life shaping and life reflecting at the same time. Mm-hmm. So boom, that's in. great, great. That's it. So oh, one more thing too. This is going to drop. Uh probably at the end of November oh, and just right. let you guys know we are gonna take a December break. Yes. Uh not we're tired, but we have families <laughs> and yes. uh and we got other things we need to do. And we're not ready to start dropping the Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, we should have done a Christmas music episode. Exactly. <laughs> we'll do that sometime too. But uh just so you know we'll be picking back up in uh in January. Yep. So whenever you're listening to this there'll be about a uh, about a full week gap yeah before we jump back in in January and we'll we'll talk about some cool stuff That's that's it thank you guys thanks